Hey, I'm David Solomon, and welcome to the Rant Network. As you can see here today, I'm flying solo. Stuart will be away for the next couple of weeks, and I'll be joined by some guests over the course of the few weeks, but sometimes I'll be alone. But I want to welcome you to the Rant Network, where it's our podcast, where we're dedicated to bring you unfiltered and uncensored conversations on a wide variety of topics. This live podcast is dedicated to give you the platform to express your opinions, share your thoughts and experiences and ideas and hear from a variety of perspectives and very frank and honest opinions. Join us as, babe, join us. As you can see, this is unedited. Join us as we sit, we dive into the latest news, pop culture, politics, so much more. For a ransom about the absurdity of modern life to discussions about the deeper issues that affect our society at the Rent Network, ladies and gentlemen, we have you covered. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and join us on this journey of exploration discovery. So, you know, one of the topics that has kind of gone unnoticed, not spoken about in the media is China. That's right, China. And and what's what's crazy about China is that it's like god forbid we should talk about China in a negative way. China, you know, should be our partner. China should be our friend. We shouldn't be racist towards China. And all these things that you hear from the liberal media and the left and whatever. But ladies and gentlemen, China is one of the biggest threats to the Western society today. And we haven't felt this kind of threat in a long, long time. And while you might sit back and say to me, Solomon, you're bordering on racism. Mm, I don't think so. What I'm bordering on is frustration by how many people want to avoid having this conversation. So let me take you back uh, approximately, you know, a few um, years ago. Um, You remember this thing called COVID? So Stuart and I have been shut down a couple of times by Facebook because we dared to challenge certain ideologies and conversations and issues with respect to COVID. And while we got crushed on the mask philosophy, many on the you know, many media members, many on the right, many who challenged the um the leak theory, the theory where COVID initiated from. Well, back in you know early 2020, when this was all coming down, there was a talk about a lab in Wuhan. And at the beginning, this was the you know this was the the the, the theory that was exposed. But from the very beginning, from January of 2020, the WHO talked about how wonderful China is. No, China is not really responsible for the for, for COVID. And while Donald Trump, you may love him, you may hate him, I don't really care where you stand on that, kept calling this the Chinese virus, that only one of the things that gave the impetus to the left, the MSNBCs, the CNNs, the ABC, CNN, all the rest of those guys, to say that this conspiracy theory, that this, chi- this is a Chinese lab, is bunk. It's another one of those conspiracy theories that you right-wing conservatives, lunatics, supremacists, you're all racists. It's not fact. Fast forward three years. And even 
Forbes and other publications have finally come out to acknowledge that patient zero in Wuhan were identified, boosting the lab leak theory. BBC. All of these suddenly are waking, groups are suddenly waking up. Now, you're not hearing this from MSNBC and you're not hearing this from other, because they refuse to go there. They refuse to tell you that, hey, you know what? We were wrong as a media. They won't admit it. They won't admit that this chi- that China was to be blamed because they don't want to go there. And this is part of the problem. China has emerged over the last decades as being a thorn in America's side, in the West side. Rather than, you know, you know, we've done so much business with China. We've invested gazillions of dollars. Again, my favorite scientific word. Billions and billions and trillions of dollars of, of Western money has been sunk into China from factories to you name it. And yet, what has China done for us other than try to emerge as a superpower to rattle the world? Donald Trump, again, I bring him up, went after China, copyrights on economics, on other things. He challenged the crap out of China. And what was the response by the Biden administration? Let's get rid of it. China doesn't deserve that. It's bad for China. What? What is that? The Biden administration, the Trudeau government here in Canada and other governments have given China a free pass to roam free and to really disrupt the global ecosystem, politics, economics, you name it. Don't believe me? Let me give you a couple of couple of examples. The Chinese website, it's a very interesting Chinese website, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for the People's Republic of China has boasted, boasted about its increased presence economically in Africa. That's right, Africa. Not only economically, but politically. Now, during the Cold War, during Stalin's era and then beyond, the idea of communism spreading around the world even went into places like South America, Africa, Southeast Asia. With the demise of the Soviet Union and what have you, there was a lot of freedom that went around. But the African nations tended to side with the Arab nations, which tended to side with communism. That dissipated. And there was an opportunity for the United States and the West to further its relationship with Africa. Some countries took advantage of that, such as Israel, to work out these relationships. But lo and behold, China has reemerged as that superpower and made a presence for itself in Africa. Bold or economically driven? Well, yeah, it's economically driven, sure, but there's a political gain by this. Because China doesn't just go in for economics, it goes in for, you know, Political sway. That has also reemerged recently in the Middle East. And if you look at a variety of different publications, even from the Georgetown Journal of International Affairs, since the early 2000s, China 
has worked to create these relationships with Arab states. It's culminated recently with, a, with the most scariest thing of bringing Iran and Saudi Arabia together to forge a relationship. Now, you might sit here and say, well, I don't get it. What's the big deal? They're all Arab states. Iran's not an Arab state. They're a Muslim state. Saudi Arabia is a, a Muslim and an Arab state. They hate each other. They've hated each other. Sunni and Shia do not get along. And here is China playing the role of matchmaker, political matchmaker, to bring together the enemy of the, of the West, Iran, along with a global oil player in Saudi Arabia. And China is the one bringing them together. You think that China did this for fun or for influence? China has influenced the war in the Ukraine with helping Russia. China has helped Iran to grow and expand its nuclear program, its influence around the world. China is everywhere. Even Al Jazeera, folks, has questioned, you know, China's motivation in the Middle East, while they say it won't replace the United States because the U.S. has a really solid security presence, it's actually worried about China's presence, saying it is a threat to the global stability. So where are we going with this? Why are we afraid to call out China? I find it bizarre because CBS News, while I've criticized the crap out of CBS News, in March indicated that China is, quote, the most consequential threat to U.S. national security, according to a top intelligence official. You would think that this would sound off alarms across all media platforms. Politicians would gravitate towards the Chinese question. The West would be wondering what's going on. But that's not happening. In Canada, there was Chinese influence in elections. The government of Canada, under Justin Trudeau, has tried to bury it. Why? Has China in helped Justin Trudeau in some form or another? The Biden administration, not going after China. Now, there's a question about Biden and his you know, dealings with Ukraine. But there are a lot of question marks about why Biden has let China off the hook time and time again. We can blame incompetence on our leaders. We can blame incompetence on politicians. But there is a question as to why there's this silence. I don't want another Cold War. You don't want another Cold War. And I certainly agree with you. We don't want to go to war. But ladies and gentlemen, if you take a look at what's going on in the cybersecurity field, one of the biggest threats to the world, is China. Economics is China. Politics is China. Military. They're flexing their muscle in Taiwan again and again. A boat, a military naval cruiser was right, went right by American boats and no one flinched. No one said boo to China. Premier Xi Jinping is challenging the West Time and time again, 
And like a child, is keep on testing until he gets what he wants. Financially, China has wanted to, wanted to control so many things. They want to control the digital currency. They want to... De- but the West... Um, and, and let's be realistic. Without the United States, the West doesn't do very much. But with the lack of intestinal fortitude by the Biden administration, China, and this is, by the way, following the Obama fiascos, is taking over. So what would a world run by communism or strong communist influences like China do to us? Well, I'm scared to even think about that. Back in the 1950s, 60s, even into the 70s, and I wasn't around in the 50s and 60s, but in the 70s I was, the communist threat was a real palpable fear, was something that seized us for decades. Our freedom, our abilities to be who we are today, democracy. We were afraid for all that. And we supported the United States going to defend itself from communism. But with Vietnam and with other fiascos, we may have lost a little bit of that direction, that strength. Part of the problem is to defend ourselves. We have to defend ourselves. We need strong, we need aggressive means to ensure that we are not going to lose out. That the communist threat, and I use that very strongly, from China. I mean, think about it. China wanted to put a spy base in Cuba. What is it telling you? What's telling me, folks, is if we don't wake up soon, we might be speaking much more Mandarin than we ever thought. And God knows where that's going to lead to. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Rant Network, my solo shot today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and gained some valuable insights. We appreciate your support. Join us again next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern, live for more thought-provoking conversations. Our website is up, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new, clean, sweet. All our past episodes, you can have access to that. You know, go on social media, share it. Check us out on YouTube, Rumble. We're all over the podcasts. Remember, we're always interested in hearing from you our listeners and viewers, and learn more about the topics that matter to you. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And until Monday, keep on ranting.